Hey guys, you're listening to Winging It with Holly. In this podcast series, I'll be sharing the fun and interesting things I've learned about birds since I started really noticing them five years ago. I'm no expert though, so along the way I'll be picking the brains of my knowledgeable birdie friends, the human ones that is, so we can learn and wing it together. You can see birds anywhere, in a city or the countryside, watching from a balcony or your local park. And I'm hoping these short episodes will help you notice and learn more about our feathered friends, especially if you have never taken the time to get to know them before. Whether it's birds flying into windows, birds getting stuck in chimneys, or even birds discovered injured by a predator, sometimes they need a little helping hand. So in this episode, I asked my cousin Katie, a wildlife advisor to the public, how we can help our feathered friends in these sorts of situations. This park is so good for birds. Like, <laughs> it's know. so good. There was a, a great tit, a blue tit, a dunnock, and a robin in yes. that one header. Yeah, I saw. I saw. Oh, I wish the kingfishers had come back. That would have been. I remember when I first told you about that, you were like, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah there's a pair of kingfishers." Yeah, I had. <laughs> in this park. I didn't think that was possible. No, it's and not, then isn't it? I saw it um, three times in the space of one week, and I've never seen it again. But. Kingfisher in the middle of Brighton. It's glorious. So, um, back in my favourite place, my local park in Brighton, <laughs> with my wonderful cousin, and um, I just wanted to ask you, uh, to, similar kind of to what we've covered before, um, if I were to come across an injured bird. Mm what on earth do I do? I think a lot of people really, really want to help. Yeah. When And, I mean, I, I, I often see on, like, sort of Facebook community notice boards, like, mm. p- people posting about the fact that they've maybe found a gull and it's, you know, for whatever reason, it's not okay. Mm. And people really, really want to help. Yeah. So how do you help? What's the best thing to do in that kind of situation? Yeah. So, yeah, there are... A- a whole array of situations you could find yourself in i mean one of the most common is window strikes so a lot of people um find garden birds you know have hit their windows um and they've become stunned so they're on the floor um and kind of the best situation to do would actually be to place it in something like a shoebox something dark something very quiet place it in you know in the house ideally so it's warm um obviously if you are happy to pick it up that that's great um yeah place it in yeah like a small box um obviously give it some um give it some holes and just basically they tend to just need about 10 minutes to recover they they've kind of got a bit of a headache they sort of need to calm down don't they yeah really really calm down so anything dark is is really useful in that sense because birds and any wildlife do calm down when it's dark so yeah if you find anything which has struck a window sometimes they don't need that sometimes they will just take a few seconds and then they're off so but yeah if you do ever come across a bird that you know has hit a window is not looking as sprightly placing it somewhere dark for you know a few minutes until it's more active and then just releasing it back in the garden is absolutely fine um so on that i feel like in london i've i've heard of quite a few situations which so 
woodcocks. Yes. They're so it's so interesting, isn't it? Because I feel like you, well, you don't really see woodcocks around, do you? No. But then, but people in London have sort of got in contact to say, yeah, what on earth is this exotic bird? Yeah. It's flown <laughs> into my window and is sort of just running around the garden, kind of uh, you know, stunned or just yeah. sort of um, panicking. Yeah. They're interesting, aren't they? Because yeah. they 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 often. Isn't it that they like hit, they tend to hit into like skyscrapers because yeah. they're just on their migratory route? Over. Yeah. So a woodcock is actually a wading bird. It's it's very stumpy but has a crazy long beak. So there are actually yeah a bird that we have an influx of these around October November time. Birds which are joining us here in the UK from places like Scandinavia, um, and they are also nocturnal. So they actually migrate at night. So ah. this is the reason why. Places like city centres, um, because of the lights, uh, the tall buildings, unfortunately woodcock are really common to find either yeah, in the street, in the centre of London, in people's gardens, um, which have unfortunately struck, you know, struck a window. The majority of the time, they unfortunately do die um, because obviously the, the, yeah, the, the speed at which they're flying... Um, and you know it's yeah it's it's unfortunate it really really is um but a lot of the time also people find them in their gardens so yeah because they're more comfortable at night if you do find something strange looking you know brown stripy really long beak very very short tail um it's like quite, quite, quite big oh yeah they're, they're chunky mm. but they're kind of they're not long so they're not long in the body they're quite a stumpy a stumpy bird but yeah they're, they're chunky um but yeah if you do find one randomly in the garden and thinking how the hell did that get here mm. it's probably arrived at night um and yeah they do like to take cover so if you do have uh, any kind of shrubs or hedges just leave it there it will they, they can be very nervous of people so it's likely that at dusk that bird will, will fly off um if however it is looking worse for wear um again placing it somewhere dark and quiet until it's ready to go again or contacting a local wildlife rescue is absolutely fine um yeah these birds do tend to just need a minute or two just to recover mm-hmm. bless them they're probably also exhausted if they have migrated all that way um then they probably just need a bit of time but yeah it's likely if you do have one in the garden it's by dusk it probably would have flown off by now but actually well I've, i had someone call who was putting up christmas lights in a city center and he came across a woodcock um whilst on his cherry picker which was wedged behind uh, a windowsill of of a of a building uh and he was like it's just staring at me what do i do and i was like it's absolutely fine just leave it be it's probably found a little a little nook that it's quite happy in mm-hmm. so yeah he just carried on putting up the christmas lights and um and yeah let it be but um but yeah an interesting bird mm. yeah mm. i mean yeah i've definitely heard of a, a, a success story of yeah. well obviously it's not successful that the poor thing has like crash landed into a yeah. window but um of it yeah sort of of my friends sort of taking it in keeping it in a dark place overnight and then sort of putting it in the garden letting it see how it's how it's feeling does its thing off it went and it yeah. was fine yeah so hopefully if that were to ever happen you Londoners or people uh, people in cities um, it is just probably one of the weirdest things I think to find if you're in a city you've never seen this bird before and then it's just there um, yes okay what other so yes you found an injured bird um, I'm not sure how I derailed onto that part of the conversation about woodcocks <laughs> it's, it's a really good example um, really really good but um, oh he's back oh the robin is back for some food 
Oh yes, I think you were telling us about the a different. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Di- so the different kind of scenarios you might find an injured bird in. So one of them being um, that they might crash. Really wants to be part of this podcast. <laughs> Go on. Hello. Hello, Mr. Robin. Oh, Mrs. It is so close to us that we can see its little fluffy brown body is just so cute. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's one scenario that you might find an injured bird is yes. that it's unfortunately not s- sort of recognised that there's that. <laughs> it's heading into a window because yeah. perhaps the light the reflection it, that can be very confusing yeah. that's often why people choose to put like stickers on their yeah. windows yeah it's it, they're, they're really easy to get nowadays from garden centers um from wildlife wildlife specific shops um anything like that yeah you just they're easy and movable as well it doesn't stay in the window at all but they do help break the reflection especially in winter when the sun is lower a lot of birds can just get confused um, and unfortunately yeah hit, hit a window so what other situations might you find an injured bird I mean i tell you what is a good one yeah. chimneys. chimneys chimneys we often get a lot of there's a bird down my chimney um, these can be really tricky to advise on because if it's something like a gas fire legally it can only be a gas engineer that can turn the gas off so um, if you are in that situation where you I can hear the bird um you know down the chimney a lot of the time it's things like jackdaws um i have had once had someone with an owl down there um and also pigeons so wood pigeons and feral pigeons do sometimes just take a tumble um, and end up down down the chimney um yeah if it is a gas fire call a gas engineer um no doubt they would have handled this situation before um and they should be able to to gain access at least to turn the gas off for a wildlife rescue to to obviously take the bird and make sure that it's okay um if it is however like an open chimney um you can shut all the curtains so birds will follow paths of light so if you know that the bird actually has access out what you can do um is shut all the curtains but leave one window or door open and what the bird will do when it finally comes down it will follow that light so it should just go straight out the window Mm -hmm. a lot of the birds they're not necessarily unable to fly they're just they're just trapped so Mm -hmm. they can actually um you know easily fly and might just be covered in soot Mm -hmm. Uh, but shouldn't affect their their flying skills um also if you are confident and you are happy to stick your hand up there and Mm. just grab the bird it would be very grateful or Mm. even just give it some water until a rescue can come um yeah chimneys are are a common one if you if you have that problem um you can actually easily fit a crowl on top of the chimney which is basically um it just stops the access it's you know it's a safer option it you know means that the birds don't risk falling down the chimney again getting trapped um and you know they're quite common so yeah there are very easy ways to to mitigate that situation but but yeah that's also chimneys are the place the tricky situation (laughs) (laughs) um i might not include this in this episode but i heard something really interesting i think it's isn't it that jackdaws they like to sit at the top of chimneys because the heat from the smoke something like it kills the mites or something have you heard this no um (laughs) maybe that's wrong (laughs) um yeah they're, they're originally like cliff nesting birds so birds which usually nest in like kind of like caves 
old cliffs, you know, historically before obviously urbanization took place. They're looking for similar similar bits. So mm-hmm. You know, they're looking for that kind of similar structure. So yeah, if you're gonna, if you're having like a bird nest in your chimney, mm-hmm. it's likely to be of the corvid. So okay. your rook, your crows, your jackdaws, yeah. because they like that close, that close areas. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I mean, some people absolutely love having them on their chimneys. <laughs> they can, they can be really, really lovely to have. But, um, I really like the sound of jackdaws. Mm. Um, quite unique. And then. If it's been, if a bird has been injured by another animal, mm. like um, could be a fox, yeah, whatever, that's probably where it's in its most sticky kind of. Yeah, definitely, situ- definitely. I mean, young birds especially are, you know, they are at risk of predation. They're at risk of being attacked. Um, you know, birds of prey like sparrowhawks, which you know will, as part of nature, will take other birds. However, if they're spooked and that bird has been left but it's still alive, mm-hmm. um, then yeah, absolutely, call a wildlife rescue. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know, we can't dodge around the subject of, of cats. You know, if your neighbour has a cat or if you have a cat and they bring a bird back, um, you know, it's a very common occurrence. Mm-hmm. But yeah they always need to go to a wildlife rescue because right. of the risk of, of septicemia from the cats so yeah if you do know that a baby bird has been caught or any bird at all um yeah best to take it to either a local vet or a wildlife rescue cool and just also to remind everyone that the website to go to to contact a wildlife or find your local wildlife rescue is uh, it's helpwildlife.co.uk so that's a really really useful um basic directory you can easily pop in your postcode and it brings up up all the closest rescues including the um kind of species they help whether you've got something really strange like a woodcock um or if you've got a pigeon garden bird anything like that they will list the species they they you know they focus on so yeah along with their contact details so yeah give them a call for sure hmm. thank you are there any other scenarios that come to mind about that you often get asked about with um, um, injured birds? I mean, they're not necessarily injured, but swans on roads are a really common one, especially during kind of winter when young swans have been pushed out of the area by their parents. Um, it's really common for their parents to give them a bit of tough love. They, they want to make their territory you know ready for the spring so they will get rid of the youngsters um but also adult swans can also land on wet roads which again with the winter sun being lower can look like water so you can often find a swan in the middle of a road um if it's a motorway or something like that then it's, it's best to call highways a highways agency um just to kind of alert them um for everyone's safety but if it is if you're on a road um and it can be ushered to a nearby field then that's absolutely fine they don't need water to take off and they're quite often will feed on arable farmland um that's really normal so if it can be kind of moved into a field off the road that would be ideal but again if um, you're not confident they are big birds um or you're worried that it has been injured in its kind of crash landing um either the swan sanctuary is a really good a really good option um or again a wildlife rescue mm-hmm. i'm just reminded of the time when you volunteered at a wildlife rescue and you were called out <laughs> went to like chase after a swan wasn't it on the school grounds or something or maybe this happened to you several times but I could just imagine you just like with your yeah. arms out just like yeah. running after a swan that's just like yeah running off into the distance. yeah 100% I've yeah 
as part of a wildlife rescue, um, yeah, I have been in many situations where <laughs> I've had to round up various wildlife. Uh, and yeah, actually swans, you know, they're actually, they're not aggressive at all. They may hiss, but as soon as you're able just to kind of pick it up, <laughs> you know, obviously we appreciate it. You would need some confidence to do that. But um, but yeah, they, they just need a bit of a helping hand sometimes when they make a, a bit of a a bit of a mistake in their landing zone but yeah that's happened a few times <laughs> amazing okay cool so there's quite a lot to take from that i think um there's several different scenarios and i'm sure there's probably lots more that we'll cover on other podcasts but yeah ultimately i think coming from the sort of the, the work that we do in nature conservation i i i'm always appreciative that people do always want to do generally people do want to do their best when they find injured birds to help them kind of yeah so you know we've got to look after our wildlife especially when if the reason they're injured is probably because of sort of you know human influence, human influence. Yeah. Uh, like our tall buildings yeah. that sort of weren't there in the first place or um whatever yeah. whatever it may be oh the robin is back the robin is back <laughs> cool well thank you katie that's amazing um yeah bye-bye bye <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already and if you have any birdie questions you'd like me to explore in this podcast you can get in touch via my instagram at winging it with holly